This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Despite its non-tax status, non-profit status, I think a lot of us here in Western Pennsylvania take great pride in the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, UPMC. It certainly is the area's largest employer, and they've been known to do wonderful things in the, the name of medical healing for many of us across this region. However, uh, there is a much darker side to uh, UPMC and to the work that they do. David Delighton is with us, and uh, you may know that name. David's been in the headlines probably the past uh, five or six years for the excellent work that he's done undercover with uh, with his research that uh, he's involved with for the Center for Medical Progress. But uh, new reports have come out about UPMC and the work that's being done with uh, post-abortive babies. And uh, here to talk to us about that is David Delighton. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. So, David, um, you're talking about Dr. Jorg C. Gerlach, who is an experimental surgeon at the University of Pittsburgh. Um, tell us about the uh, work that he has done with an NIH grant. Sure. So uh, I published an op-ed over this past weekend in the Washington Examiner um, highlighting some of the most disturbing fetal experimentation work that has been done by NIH-funded researchers at um, the University of Pittsburgh, uh, sadly at the UPMC um, institution that you just mentioned. One of those researchers who operates and has operated for many years on NIH uh, research contracts from the federal government is Dr. Jörg Gerlach, who's one of the uh, one of the researchers at the regenerative medicine department at UPMC, and he and his colleagues at the University of Pittsburgh for several of the past years now have been publishing the results of their taxpayer-funded experiments that are to develop um, or to test uh, new transplantation methods of transplanting the freshest, most pristine, most high-quality liver cells harvested from intact livers from uh, late-term aborted fetuses who are delivered via a labor induction abortion method to cut those livers out of the babies, pull the stem cells out of the livers, and then test out experimental transplants of those cells into adult human beings. Um, and this, the protocol that they describe is a protocol that requires the fetuses to be alive at the time of delivery. They describe this as an in vivo uh, experimental model, in vivo being Latin for in the living. Um, there's nothing that's done to the baby to kill the baby before it's delivered via the labor induction abortion, uh, which is a which is one of the uh, one of the more common very late term abortion methods used. Um, and this is absolutely shocking, horrific information published in first in 2012, uh, published again in, in much more um, uh, really grotesque detail in 2017 by Dr. Gerlach's colleagues. And um, a lot of this work is being done, especially at a special laboratory owned and operated by UPMC in Sicily, in southern Italy, of all places, in Palermo, 
Um, and but um, but sadly and disturbingly, it looks like based on some of the published materials from uh, 2011, 2014, 2015, 2019, that a lot of the a lot of the work done to develop and practice these techniques may also uh, be going on at the University of Pittsburgh itself. Now, David, okay, so so you're saying then late term abortions are being performed. These babies are 18 to 22 weeks in their development. The babies are essentially delivered. These are live infant children delivered. And then they're put in, as I'm reading the article, put in plastic bags for transportation to the facility where their livers will be extracted. The babies are alive and they're essentially drowned in liquid, which is to preserve the babies themselves. Is that correct? That's correct. These these children either die when they're submerged in preservative fluid um, to pre- to preserve the body parts immediately after the abortion operation, or they die when they're on the operating table in the laboratory room and their chest cavities are cut open and the and the livers are are cut out and then they bleed out. Um, it's absolutely horrific. This is uh, this is a, a huge human rights abuse and atrocity against humanity. Frankly, that's being funded by the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center that they've been supporting and participating in for years now, and that has been sponsored by the Federal National Institutes of Health, which is the research arm of the Health and Human Services Department. We're very fortunate that the Trump administration in the past week or so has moved very strongly to eliminate all fetal experimentation with taxpayer money that's going on in our country. Um, And it's because of absolute uh, horror stories and atrocities like this one out of Pittsburgh um, that uh, the the re- the uh, justification is so so critical and so important for for this kind of experimentation to be prohibited um, by the federal government. David Delayden is a citizen journalist and founder and project lead at the Center for Medical Progress, responsible for the undercover video series back in 2015 that exposed Planned Parenthood's participation in the harvesting and sale of aborted fetal body parts. Um, David, this is a wretched story, and um, my. S- uh, suspicion is that Pittsburgh is not the only city where this is happening. No, I, sadly, I don't think so. You know, when I uh, when I and other investigators with Center for Medical Progress went undercover at top-level Planned Parenthood conferences, trade shows, meetings with top-level Planned Parenthood leadership, um, one of the most shocking things that we learned from them is that uh, late-term fetuses being born alive in the course of a large abortion practice is not something that is unusual. Um, this is something that uh, happens anywhere from uh, one in one in thirty times to one in ten times for your later second trimester procedures. And so, if you are operating a large abortion clinic that is doing a lot of those procedures um, weekly, you're likely to have at least one or two of these born alive infant cases um, of an infant delivered alive and intact um, before the abortion can be completed. Um, uh, each month in your in your clinic there, and certainly you're going to have it more frequently um, if there's a desire or a market demand for intact live fetuses to be provided for research or for experimentation, like they're using at the University of Pittsburgh. Sadly, Pitt has had um, a very uh, deep relationship with the local Planned Parenthood affiliate, Planned Parenthood of uh, Western Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh, as well as with one of the independent national abortion federation clinics in Pittsburgh for many years now. Um, some of, Many of the abortion doctors are actually on faculty. They're on staff at the University of Pittsburgh. 
some of them have been credited as co-authors for Dr. Gerlach and some of the other researchers doing the live fuel experimentation studies. Um, so there's, uh, and sadly, this has been Planned Parenthood's model for many years now, where they've tried to insinuate themselves into a lot of these academic positions and um, and and really kind of uh, try to insinuate themselves in the academic structures at some of these some of these big research universities. So it becomes a um, it, it you know it, it becomes kind of a, a parasitic mutual relationship where you have the abortion providers teaching and and uh, um, and trying to induct more of the medical students into the abortion program. Then at the same time you have the abortion clinics that they work at providing body parts to the. Uh, to the scientists who work at the universities, and there's a lot of taxpayer funding that gets kind of cycled around through that relationship. Um, so it's a it's a big problem. Um, Pittsburgh isn't the only place where it's happening, but this is one of the most shocking examples. You know, just when you think you've heard everything, you hear something incredibly more heinous. David, you know, in 2015, when the first of your undercover videos started to come out, I think myself and a lot of people across the country, when you watch these videos that you produced, I thought, Oh, this is it. This has got to be the end of Planned Parenthood. Now that all the gory details are there in living color, so to speak, that finally Planned Parenthood will be shamed into operation. But the exact opposite took place. Planned Parenthood continues to thrive. The media continues to protect them. Uh, the Democrat uh, platform is still very much a pro-abortion platform. Can you talk about that? I mean, did you think the same thing, that when you were producing these videos, there would be a ripple effect of something good was going to come? Or were you surprised and disappointed when absolutely nothing changed? Well, I don't think it's accurate to say that nothing has changed, right? There's been a lot of uh, there's a lot of good news and a lot of progress that we can look at in the past four years here. Some of Planned Parenthood's biggest business partners in harvesting and trafficking baby body parts have been shut down by local prosecutions in Southern California. Two major congressional investigations issued over a dozen criminal referrals for Planned Parenthood and their business partners. And it was uh, just about two years ago that the U.S. Department of Justice uh, announced that they were following up on those criminal referrals. And we are still uh, anxiously awaiting the results of that FBI DOJ investigation of Planned Parenthood. We nobody's really heard anything yet, but I think um, I think it's you know it's it's about time that we should. We, we should hear something uh, about what the progress of that is. But regardless, Planned Parenthood and their business partners are still actively under investigation for that kind of activity. And then just in the past week here, the Trump administration has prohibited fetal trafficking, um, trafficking in baby body parts and experimentation on unborn children at government laboratories. And they're moving to completely uh, eliminate it um, uh, with new uh, uh, to, to, to implement, you know, actual enforce human subjects protections that will make sure that unethical fetal experimentation is not continuing at outside institutions like Pitt and other places. So um, so we haven't had everything happen that ought to happen yet um, by rights and then by justice under the law um, for this kind of activity. But, uh, but it's not like nothing's happened. I good. think that there are a lot of good people who have really um, been galvanized to, to care and to pay attention to this issue now in a way that it never was before. Um, so I think that's something that you and, and, and that, that we and that all of your listeners can be um, 
can 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 take heart in um, and uh, and to continue to encourage our elected officials and people in positions of authority to follow up on these issues and to pay attention and to ask the tough questions about you know did any of the borderline infants that were had their livers harvested for taxpayer funded experimentation at Pitt I mean did any of them come from the local Planned Parenthood did any of them come from the local uh, Allegheny NAF abortion clinic. Um, I think that these are, you know, these are all questions that the administrators and the leadership at Pitt should be should be answering, and that the public locally should be demanding that they answer. So that's ta- what I would say about that. We're talking, yeah, we're talking to David Delayden, citizen journalist and founder and project lead at the Center for Medical Progress. Um, David, let's talk about one last particular of this study: uh, the work of Dr. Jorg Gerlach, experimental surgeon at uh, Pitt. The question is, and I know that there are people who are asking, so what's the, what is the deal? Why is this happening? Do you know actually what his research is into uh, liver and its growth factor? Yeah, they want to, they want to sacrifice unborn children as a medical commodity for born people. That's what they want to do. These are experiments geared on harvesting the body parts to harvest the cells um, from, from living unborn children and then transplant them into uh, into adult people. So they, they want to cannibalize our unborn children and use them as a resource uh, for for medical experimentation and for ultimately for commercialized uh, medical therapies for, for adult people. I um, so- and I think that we can do better. I think in the 21st century in 2019, we can do better um, as far as developing cures and uh, developing therapies to treat people with diseases. I think we can do better than killing our young in order to make that happen. Yeah, but that is the question, right? You know, it's not like your Gerlach is a monster who's trying to come up with, you know, is just trying to, to, uh, you know, harvest body parts for the fun of it. It's it's a harder question than that because for people who are listening who have serious liver problems or who have a loved one who has serious liver problems, these researchers are – the you know these are the things that if you go into your doctor if you have a liver problem your doctor's saying hold out because there's hope there's a lot of research going on into issues related to liver function um the 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 challenge for all of us is to recognize that life is sacred right and that as we pursue advances in medicine we can't do it at the expense of our children um so david i mean that's where that's where the hard conversations come in and the difficult moments when we're when you're in a physician's office or you've got a, a life-threatening condition and you realize that you can't um, that we can't sacrifice as you said the coming generations so that we can get to a medical position that we like um, absolutely not and you look at these published studies when they're talking about 22 week old fetuses wow. being delivered alive, a medical induction, that's a five-and-a-half-month-old baby that's being delivered alive. There are children that age who have you know, extreme preemies who have survived with the, proper, with the proper medical care. The hospital and the medical system in Pittsburgh should take a 22-week-old prematurely delivered fetus and do everything they can to save that baby's life, not rushing that baby immediately to a laboratory where it's going to be cut open and have the liver harvested for somebody who's sick. That, right. that child itself delivered prematurely and alive is a patient who should be cared for in our medical system, not sacrificed for commercialization therapies. I'm into that. So, David, what about media? So here you are, you're talking to Christian media in Pittsburgh, but local media, no one's talking about this. I mean, this report's been out for a couple of days right now. Is there a way to engage local print and broadcast media? Definitely. I think, um, I, I mean, I think that this, I, you know, I would hope that all of your listeners will, you know, please like and share the, the op-ed 
um, exposing misinformation going on. You guys should be writing um, letters to the editor and making this a local issue, showing up at, at um, any you know local public forum meetings that the that Pitt uh, has where they take public comments, making this an issue. Um, the University of Pittsburgh, I can tell you guys, is uh, is afraid of this issue. They have been deploying in the past half week or so here. They've been deploying one of their more media friendly scientists and researchers who claims that she only uses the placenta from the aborted baby in her research. And they are deploring, deploying her to write her own op-eds that get published in the Washington Post and other very mainstream establishment press to talk about the research done on the placenta from aborted babies at Pittsburgh. And that's why taxpayer funding is so important on it. It's a complete distraction and deflection from the horror stories and the and the atrocity experiments that are going on with born alive infants harvesting livers from born alive infants and killing them with taxpayer funding. Well, David, thanks so much. Uh, we greatly appreciate and we admire the work that you've done for the unborn. So more power to you. Keep it up. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. David Delayden from the Center for Medical Progress. Okay, so you heard. Now that we know, what do we do? Right, we move this forward. We act as advocates. People always talk. Well, what can I do? I, you know, to go at the front lines of an abortion clinic. That's sort of like you know scares me, or I just can't. Here's something you can do. Let's get to work and do this now. David Delide in the Center for Medical Progress. It's out there. We'll post this information, the article that David wrote at the Washington Examiner on our Facebook page and JohnandKathyShow.com, so you can read his research for yourself. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.